episode 45. Welcome to the podcast where we give you ideas on how you can give amazing experiences to your customers, which ends up getting you better referrals, reviews, recommendations, and rebookings. This week's episode is with Monica Edowski. She's a a travel agent and she organizes trips all around the world, especially to places in in South America and predominantly Peru. And she tells us some of the experiences that she's helped some of her customers have when they've been booking trips with her. Um, If you enjoy this podcast, why not share it with people who you think may get value from some of the um, information on the episodes? It would be great if you could leave a review for us and just tell other people about the podcast. That would be fantastic. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. Exceeding expectations. And my guest this week is Monica Irowski. Did I, did I say that right, Monica? Yes. Fantastic. I was worried. I hate getting names wrong. So you're, you're over in LA. How are how's things over there? Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful sunny day, 75 degrees, <laughs> just like we like it. <laughs> but isn't that sort of normal every day over there? Actually, we've had a cold winter this year, um, but and there was a lot of snow in Northern California. Um, they even got co- uh, snow in Arizona this year, like in Vegas. So it's, it's wow. been a weird winter. And so, Monica, you run a, a, a travel company. Yes, Yampu Tours is our company, and we started in 1998. What was it that got you into that? How did that come about? My husband and I, um, when we first met, were looking to start a business, and um, we loved to travel, and we went to Machu Picchu together. And there weren't a mm-hmm. lot of companies selling Peru at that time. And um, we thought, it, you know, and the internet was just sort of coming to to age where you could start your own business easily. So um, we got with some travel professionals and, um, you know, uh, started researching and um, started our company that year. And we started with Peru and we added every country in South America. And then we added Central America Asia, Africa, um, and now we're doing um, most of the world. And so as a travel company, how, how easy or difficult is it to differentiate yourself? There's a lot of competition. We sell tours, mm. which means we, we book everything for client, the flights, transfers, hotels, all the experiences, permits, buses, trains, um, just everything. And we package it, mm. um, uh, package it for the clients, um, so they get a, a nice mm. value. And mm. um, but with the internet, every year becoming stronger and stronger. It's so funny to probably hear me if somebody young is hearing me say that that grew up with the internet. But um, uh, mm. there's more and more competition. There's online mm. booking engines uh, like Expedia. Um, uh, there's, there's many, many travel companies. And, um, so yes, it's been, it's been a quite a ride, uh, differentiating ourselves from everyone else that's out there. What is it that you do that's different to say all the other companies that are providing tours, um, and so on? Well, about 10 years ago, American Express sent, um, well, several things happened. 
about 10, maybe 12 years ago, uh, we started getting a lot of competition. And um, I was looking at what's out there. And um, I made a rule with my, my sales team that every time they go to a country, let's say they're going to Peru to see Machu Picchu, I want them to come home from Peru where they liked Machu Picchu, but they love the people. They love the food. Mm. They love everything about the country. And so it becomes mm. more of an experience. And that was before experience was a big word. Um, but I mm. wanted them to have authentic experiences. And so we made a rule that no matter what the budget, you have to put something that differentiates us from everyone else out there. Something where mm-hmm. they experience more of the country and more deeply and the people, especially the people. Um, mm. And then at the same time, um, Amex uh, had sent us me a book um, called Hug Your Client. And mm. I read this book and I loved this book because it was all about just doing everything you can, just like the book, the title says, Hugging Your Client. Um, and mm. that became a mantra for us. Um, because each and every client that we hugged now, 10 years later, 90% of our, our bookings are repeats and referrals. Mm. And so when you're starting out with this philosophy, it seems like a lot of work, but I am here Mm. as a testimony that it does work. Um, Mm. taking really, really good care of your clients lets your clients do the work for you because marketing is so overwhelming these days. You've got social media, mm-hmm. you've got pay-per-click, you've got um, newsletters and, and emails and um, getting PR. It's just, it's just, you know, if you're in a business to do the business, my business is travel. Um, it's hard to think of all those other things and competing in that huge realm of possibilities of marketing. So mm-hmm. by just doing a good job at what I love and treating people um, like they're my friends um, mm-hmm. and, and taking care of them and hugging them um, that they're doing the marketing for me. It's, it's great. It's a great win-win situation. And something that you said um, a few minutes ago about, you know, your kind of philosophy is you're the people that you hire when they go out to somewhere like Machu Picchu, you want them to give the the people that go an amazing experience and to everyone have a, to get on with each other. That suggests you have to be really careful about who you choose to be your, your tour operators and the people that are working for you or, or maybe give them a lot of training. And how is it you go about that? That's, that's, um, that's true. We do, we don't cut corners. Um, so we can always do things cheaper, but, um, we really, um, you know, are looking for clients who, um, are going to come in on a minimum budget. Um, and then we are able to get the best training, um, the best people, the best cars, um, the best guides, um, and, and really work with them. Um, because, Anybody can do something, you know, on a, on a cheaply, but mm. to, to deliver quality, you have to be able to spend the money that gets you the quality. 
I know you've got a, a philosophy of you know something that we talked about before we started recording about um, not cutting corners. Do you, want, do you want to tell us about that? So what we're doing is when when we're booking for a client, um, we're we're putting everything into our packages. So hmm. um, you know, one time I was in Peru and I met this lady and she was pregnant, and she hmm. uh, had just come off a twenty hour bus ride from Lima to Cusco, and a tour operator, an American tour operator, I won't say the name, but an American tour operator had done this to her. And I was just like, wow, why would they do it? And she was pregnant. And um, and that's the kind of thing where, you know, cutting corners. I mean, it's not that expensive for a flight. And um, mm. and you're there in an hour and a half, <laughs> you know. So mm. why would you take a 20? And, and, you know, and a lot of us have very minimal vacation days anyway. So cutting corners mm may look like on paper you're saving money from the beginning but then once you get there and you start having to add things on yourself or you're going through uh, you, you've wasted two days to get to somewhere that you could have taken an hour flight um mm. you know it's it's in the end the opportunity cost is huge for making a mistake like that so um with our clients you know everything we try to include everything as possible. Um, for example, in, in, in getting between city to city, if we're doing everything from the beginning for the client, um, then we're able to set up logical routes that save them time and money because we um, have contracts with the airlines and we can bulk the, the airfare together. I don't want to get too technical. But the point is, is that we're always looking for ways to make the trip value because we still we still are value conscious because everybody has mm -hmm. limited travel budgets uh, but mm -hmm. we don't want to cut corner to deliver that value so mm -hmm. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pick a hotel that is um, very cute it's in the right neighborhood and you're going to get the right kind of service i'm not going to save you twenty dollars um to get you a hotel that's in the wrong neighborhood um, that, mm. that you, you know, that makes you uncomfortable. You have to walk up a big hill to get to, you know, um, or that's not a good, not good giving our clients good service. That would suggest that you have to really get to all the locations that you're offering travel to. You have to really get to know the, the hotels that are good and not so good and, and the, how to, you know, the best way of getting there and so on. Yeah. Um, we spend a lot of time, the best, the best salespeople I have have been with me for 10 and 12 years. And, and, and our job is never ending because there's always something new and, um, mm. and, and hotels may be good one year. And then the next year they're run by a different company and they're not good the next year. So our mm. business is always one of getting to, uh, get, you know, always learning and always applying what we know um, to what the clients need. I know you've done, uh, you, you, you talked about Machu Picchu and you've done uh, some of it, you do some trips to the Inca trails? Yes, yes, we do the Inca trail. Um, we also, um, Machu Picchu has, um, so the Inca trail is interesting because the Incas had many, many trails, and they're in Peru mm -hmm. and Bolivia um, and Ecuador. 
And so the trails that we use, especially in Peru, um, one is the Inca Trail, and it can be done in one or four days. Um, and then there's other trails, too, the Salcantay, the Lares. Uh, a lot of people are, are trekking to Rainbow Mountain these days. Um, so, yeah, we get to know the clients and what they want and if they're comfortable with tents or would they rather be in a, a mountain hut in a real bed with a, a nice dinner. And um, depending mm. on what the clients want, um, we'll book them the right trail. And is that, is Peru or South America still a big, big part of your business? Yeah, I'd say um, South America is at least 40% of our business. It was, you know, the one we've been doing the longest. And, um, and we're, we're all passionate about South America. My husband is actually from Peru, so <laughs> okay. that's why I tend to go on about Peru more than all the other countries. Yeah, I've been thinking about actually going to, there's a, a bike ride, um, I forget where it is, it's somewhere, it's in the Andes, which goes down into the Amazon that I've been thinking about doing. Is that the most dangerous road um, in um, Bolivia? I don't, no, it doesn't start in Bolivia. I'm under the impression it starts in in, Peru, in and, the Andes in Peru. Oh, I see, and it goes down. I, so I must go down to um, to uh, Manu from Cusco. I, I yeah yeah. I can't remember the details now, but it sounded interesting. Oh, you should do that. Of all of the trips that you offer, which is I mean, how many of them have you done, and which is your favorite one? Wow. Um, so I have top 10 lists. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have done almost every country that we sell. And my top 10 list is, so if somebody wants to go to South America, I always send them to Peru first because Peru culturally is, is so different, especially in the Andes and the Amazon from anything we have here in the United States or Europe. So and the people in Peru are very um, service conscious. They're very, they want to please you. They're, they're the country um, that wants to please you the most. I always send people to Peru first. In South America, Patagonia, um, the beaches of Brazil, Colombia is the most unique and different and the new up and coming country. I love Africa. I love Botswana, Kenya, and Zambia. Planning an African safari for me makes my day. In Asia, all of Southeast Asia, Myanmar and Thailand, Vietnam, I love those countries. Italy is one of my favorite countries in the world. I could go back to Italy 20 times and not have seen and done everything I want to do there. Before we were talking, you um, you mentioned about how solving problems creates clients for life. Do you want to tell us about that? Solving problems. One of the things that I would recommend is if you if you're in the kind of business that you customers need you all the time, make sure that we have a 24 hour number. And the one really important thing about this is to make sure that the person who's manning the 24 hour number has the ability and the knowledge to be a fast responder. So if you're just putting like a call center in charge of your 24-hour number, um, that's not something I would recommend. So there's a story about um, there, there was this one guy that um, was with his family in Patagonia, and he was in Torres del Paine, which is in the very south of Chile. 
And it's the park is actually five hours from the mm-hmm. airport, Punta Arenas. So the guy calls in at midnight mm-hmm. and he talks to actually the owner of the company had the emergency phone that day. And um, he says, there's a strike mm-hmm. and I need to get out of here. And he was in a tented camp in Torso Pine. Jose, the owner of the company, um, got on the phone with the airlines and at midnight rerouted him through Argentina. He changed his local flights mm-hmm. to instead of leaving from the south of Chile, there's another town that takes five hours to get to in Argentina. And he arranged for the client to fly out of there. He even got to see more beautiful things like the Perito Moreno Glacier, which is the only glacier that's still growing. And he got to see Buenos Aires because instead of flying back into Chile, he flew to Buenos Aires and his internet, they changed his international flight to fly out of Buenos Aires. So he wakes up in the morning and all this is done mm-hmm. and handled. And he said, so he wrote us a letter mm-hmm. when he came back to the States and he said that other passengers who'd booked with an online agency that didn't have someone to call got stuck for a week. Because what happened was only the first Mm -hmm. people who reacted the fastest were able to to scoop up the seats that were still available that day. So the other people had to stay in Patagonia Mm -hmm. for a week because the strike had had barricaded the road and no one could get to Punta Arenas. And also, if you're the client probably didn't Mm -hmm. even realize that the Argentina side was that close, you know or all these clients in this camp, you know, they tend to just, just go and sometimes they don't know, you know, that that's even an option. Um, so that's, that's an example of how, you know, solving problems is, um, you know, is, is very important. And then he came back and he wrote this, this wonderful review. It's on our website. And, um, he's, you know, one of our clients that are coming every year to do a new trip with us and giving us lots of referrals which is um, at this point, 20 years in, is, is helping us, mm. um, you know, with all our marketing because the clients are doing no better marketers than your clients. And it sounds like you've really taken some of the ideas in Hug Your Clients to Heart because you're really going beyond what, what is it expected. I mean, what, are there any other things, are, are there any things you, you can remember from that book that's, that really stand out? I, I teach seminars to my staff on, on trust and taking care of clients, you know. And one of the things, um, I don't know if it's in the book or not, but handling um, complaints and learning from mistakes, you know, um, is very important. So most clients, if you're, if you're upset about something, you don't have anyone to talk to. Or you'll email and you'll get like, a form letter back, right? With us, the uh, we feel like the more difficult the client, the more we can learn, you know? And um, one of my salespeople um, got a letter from someone who was upset about something. And I, I'm not criticizing the salesperson because I'm kind of like this too sometimes where, you know, somebody, you know, makes you feel upset and then you spiral and you get nothing done this. So she, she didn't deal with it and nobody at the company knew this was going on. Well, then the client got really upset 
So one of the things that I recommend is when a client complains, you get back to them immediately. And then I made a rule that if, if you're trying to solve, so sometimes, you know, maybe something got messed up and we'll try to like get some money back for the clients. You know, we're going to try to like make a resolution where the clients come out happy. So, but that takes time because you have to go back and forth and emails and phone calls. And so it's good to keep in contact with the client every day until you get this, the situation solved. So that was something that that did get out of hand, but I, I personally learned, and then I spread what I learned to everyone in the company. And that's what we do. When we get letters from clients, we send it to everyone in the company because a lot of people in our company have their hands in each and every booking, you know? Um, so they learn what clients like, they learn what clients don't like. And then, and then we, so that's now 21 years in, we really got the details refined and there's less and less, things they don't like, uh, because we're, we're taking it seriously and learning from it. You know, one time I had this client, um, who got upset with me because, um, of a long drive. It was the week between Christmas and new year's. And I had taken that drive many times. It was three hours, the drive. And I didn't even think about it when I was, um, you know, planning the trip and she had teenagers and, you know, if you make a teenager upset, they, they really have a way to get under mom's skin, you know? So the drive ended up being six hours, double the time, because it was a Friday between Christmas and New Year's, and everyone was going to the beach from Lima. So she was really upset with me. And now every time there's a holiday and I have a client doing a drive, I ask, is this going to take longer because of this date? That was a mistake that I made because I'm not perfect. And, but I, I hope that learning from her is helping, um, you know, our other clients get a better, a better experience. Mm. And it also sounds like from what you were saying, but by getting to really know your clients and what they love, it's, that's resulted in some other things that you were talking about before. Yes. Oh, that's the, that's one of the funnest parts of our, um, our job is learning what people love and then making it just perfect. I have one client who doesn't like to move before nine 30 and, um, mm. and that's, that's different because uh, most clients want to be seeing as much as they can every day. And they're up in the morning early or they may take a flight early um, or they're out on an excursion early. And for this guy, I have to make sure his flights are like, cause he doesn't want to leave the hotel till nine 30. So his flights can't be till after 12. Um, his excursions are usually in the afternoon or late morning. Um, you know, and so I make sure that everything runs on the timing that he wants. I have another guy who I met, I actually met him traveling and this also, I got to know what he loves, but it's also about expectations um, because that's a big thing to me is setting up the right expectations. And I met him and his father in the Amazon. We were in um, Tambopata, Peru, and uh, it's an hour flight from Cusco and then an hour and a half on a, a little boat to get to this lodge. And when I met them, we were uh, just about to get on the boat and he um, was talking about how he was going to take pictures of a jaguar. And I was shaking my head thinking, what salesperson told this guy he was going to see a jaguar? 
you know, because it's very hard to see a jaguar. They're there, but it's very hard to see them, especially in the Amazon, because the Amazon is so dense and people can can really move. Um, and I actually had picked up the little card that he dropped out of his passport um, that he needed to get back on the flight. So um, I, I gave it to him and he was very grateful. We went on this trip and um, I saw them several times and they actually did see a jaguar at a rescue center. <laughs> so I was a little lesson on not being too cynical. Anyway, uh, these guys, we made a friendship um, and after that, they started booking with me. Um, but these guys, what they do is they, they love animals and they go and they take pictures of animals. And then the father, who's a teacher, um, takes and makes a painting of the animals that they've taken pictures of. And then um, he puts them in a calendar and then they give the money to a leprosy uh, home in Ecuador. So this was a really nice um, friendship to make because now I buy their calendars and send them to my clients. So I'm also helping the home in Ecuador and I'm helping my clients. So it's a, it's a beautiful kind of win-win situation. And then my clients are getting something that's special and not something, you know, that I bought from China. Um, so anyway, the guys love animals. And so I've sent them to Patagonia, Costa Rica, and Finland. And it's always um, fun to find them just the right places where there's not a lot of people. And they're able to get these animal experiences and photographs that they want. Their last trip, they went to Finland. And we got them an overnight in a bear blind. And they were up in the bear blind for the whole night. And they saw three or four, six to 700 pound bears walk across and they got nice photos and, um, they actually wrote a blog. It's on our website. Um, so that's, that's a one example of, you know, really fulfilling what people love. Um, another example is there's this woman who, um, loves Jiro dreams of sushi. Have you heard of that? It's a Netflix show about, an older gentleman named Jiro, who's a chef in Japan. And um, he has a restaurant. And to get a seat in this restaurant is impossible. People call me all the time and say, can I, can I get a reservation? I'll book with you if I can get a reservation at Jiro. So I told the woman, I cannot promise you I can get a, a reservation at Jiro. Jiro is over 90 years old. Um, he's, sometimes he's healthy and he's in the kitchen. Um, sometimes he has health problems. So it's really not something I can promise. But what I do promise clients is that I'm going to try my darndest to do what, you know, to get them the grit, the experience that they want. So every day I was asking everybody, you know, can we get the reservation to zero? Also, they don't like these small Japanese restaurants that are really famous. They don't like tour operators, um, they, 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 they might, you might, if you have a really good concierge, be able to get the reservation. So I was calling her concierge, um, calling everybody I could also a personal recommendation can sometimes get you in. So calling everyone I could. And finally not taking no for an answer. I was able to get her on, um, 
a special experiential tour where this does not happen every day. But um, we were just lucky because we tried so hard that she was able to go in and meet Jiro, take pictures with him, have dinner there. And um, it was really a dream come true. It's all over her social media. So that was, to me, I, I felt so happy that I was able to do that for her and see her smile. And, um, and she was over the moon about it. So these are the kind of things that, you know, we're always trying to exceed people's. So we, I had to set up the proper expectation. I had to say, I can't promise you that. That's very difficult, you know. Um, and I really didn't think I was going to get it. Um, but I just tried so hard and just wouldn't take no for an answer. I kept, kept pushing and pushing and pushing until I was lucky, um, that I got this opportunity for her. Um, because the guy is 90 years old and he's going to be, I don't know how much longer, um, you know, he's going to be able to work this hard. You're living proof of by having the mindset of trying to over deliver and give customers a great experience that you get a lot more business from it. I mean, what, what are your general thoughts on why um, businesses should think about doing this as a strategy? I'm in business because I, I'm doing something that I love and, um, and making people happy is something that I love. And, and so when you're doing something you love, um, you know, it's not about money all the time. It's about happiness, you know. It's about sitting at your desk and, and doing something that, that makes you happy. As far as businesses are concerned, if your clients are happy, and, and I'm a testimony of this because it's been, you know, 10, 12 years that we decided that we were going to do whatever we had to to make clients happy. Like they could not um, – it's the, the most important thing. We are a client-centered company. Um, that is our mantra and doing this now, 10 years later, 90% of our business is repeats and referrals. And that saves us so much money in marketing. Um, because, and also our employees, when you're, when you're handling a repeat client or a referral, they, then you, you get, you already have the trust and gaining people's trust. That's why I do talks on trust because it's the hardest thing an internet company can do, you know, is to get people's trust. So when you're working with repeats and referrals, you already have the trust. And so you can spend your time, um, refining details that make their experience the best. If you have to spend your time gaining their trust, then you don't have time to do the actual things that produces the quality product. So when you, I know that you've, you've spoken at quite a few sort of different places around the world. So what is it you're normally speaking about? I'm always speaking about travel. I um, have spoken about the best adventure destinations in South America. I've spoken about culture, getting the best cultural experience in Peru. I've spoken about the luxury um, options in Patagonia and also um, luxury Costa Rica. I've spoken about how to plan an African safari and that one I loved because um, when people call up and say, I want to go to Africa, that's, that's just like a huge, that's just a huge thing that can go any way depending on how you're, who you're talking to. So 
it's kind of teaching the clients what questions to ask or what questions to ask themselves so that they're booking the right thing. Cause an African safari is a big investment. It's one of the, like it's one of your big trips you'll take in your lifetime and knowing what questions to ask yourself so that you can talk better to the, the person that you're working with to do the booking. Um, so that, that was a real fun one that I spoke about. So, yeah. And I, I like the travel shows because I have, um, I can show slides with the photos because I depend on that a lot for my descriptions, you know, because of beautiful colors and people smiling and animals and, you know, great landscapes. It's uh, um, fun to speak about that and show the pictures. And then they'll come to my um, booth, you know, and then we talk more in person. If people want to find out more about Yampu, where would they go to, Monica? So we have a website. It's Y-A-M like Mary, P-U.com, Yampu.com. And um, mm-hmm. the, you could just go on there. There's always somebody there chatting. You can call us. Um, you can email us, info at yampu.com. And I, I'm i on um, Monica Rowski Experiences on Instagram. Well, we'll we put those links in the, uh, in the show notes. So on your uh, yampu.com, do you, is it just uh, American clients or do you have clients from other countries as well? Oh, yes. We have clients from all over the world. Right, we work okay. with European clients, uh, a, lot, a lot of clients from Singapore and Hong Kong. Um, we have Australian clients. So, yeah, it's a great thing about um, being an online agency is that um, we, we our clients are from all over the world and we're sending people all over the world. Fantastic. Okay, well, all of the, all that information will be included in the show notes. And I really appreciate your time, Monica, and best of luck with, with your business. Okay, thank you very much. Next week is episode 46 with Vikram Rajan. And it's a fascinating episode because Vikram has a company who helps you with, do you ever have trouble with trying to think of blog posts or trying to think of what to say for video blogs? We're all told that we need to be doing blogging on a regular basis, to be doing video blogging on a regular basis. Which helps, which helps with our social media and search engine rankings and so on. And Vikram has some quite um, unique strategies to really help you when you're struggling to think what to write, what to say, and to present it in a way that you, know, you don't feel bad about, oh, that was terrible, I need to do that again. He really helps people through that whole process and makes it much easier. So that's next week's episode with Vikram Rajan. Hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and please do leave a review for us, share the episode and have a great week. See you next week.